Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. I'm on day five of a sugar-free lifestyle. How is it going? Is it 100% sugar-free? No, it's not 100% sugar-free. I, I, I am not eating any like dessert. Okay. Um, I'm not really eating fruit except for um, like I'll put berries and stuff, frozen berries in my yogurt a little bit. Uh, and I'm being like pretty good about checking for, you know, added sugar in things. And I'm trying not to eat a lot of like packaged carbs. Like I'm still doing, you know, an Ezekiel bread every once in a while, or like a little bit of cereal, but I'm not, I'm not going crazy on the carbs. I understand. And I get it. Yeah. I'm, um, the carbs are, the carbs are look, we all want to be enlightened about carbs and just accept that carbs are like the staff of life and that they're health, part of like a healthy eating routine or whatever. But like, you know, at a certain point you're going to want to, everybody's going to want to cut back a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, this is not a keto thing. This is not like, I'm just sort of trying to, to wean myself off of my, my, my craving for sugar. So I figured I can be like pretty, pretty moderate. I'm also trying not to like have beer or wine, like stick to like a clear, you know, if I'm having a drink, have like a clear liquor. Mm, so it's just, it. you know, I'm doing little things here and there. Um, mm. And then of course, the big thing is I am doing my two pronged sweet kick approach. Oh yes. Well, I thought that this was part, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought that was like a foregone conclusion. That this was well, yeah, kick. I don't know if people. <laughs> I guess I'm just too up to date on your on your sweet kick journey. I never know, you know, we might have some new listeners who don't know I've been talking about this sweet kick for weeks. Because you've been gearing up, like you've been like preparing, like you've had the box and you're like, I I don't know when this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. I've had, yeah, I've had the box for, I think over a month now. And I finally, last week I was like, okay, I just, I just got to do it. And I, and I, you know, I didn't go to Trader Joe's this week. I went to Whole Foods 365 instead. So I wouldn't be like tempted by their dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Good for um, you. And so far, so 
good. I don't know. Like, so this thing, I mean, I don't know how, if people know about Sweet Kick, if they've been listening to the podcast or just on Goop, but it's, um, it is a sugar reset thing, uh, created by Harley Pasternak, who is like a trainer to the stars who's been in Goop before. And it's $46 on, on Goop. It's pretty simple. It's, it's like a powder that you put in water or whatever you're drinking in the morning. And then these mints that you're supposed to eat like after every meal. So you don't get sugar cravings. How many days have you been doing it? This is day five of a 14 day program. Does it work? I think so. I mean, for me, for me, like so much of it is just my own sort of you know, if I have the, the willpower and like the determination to keep with it. And I think, and I think a lot of people are like this, like if you're actually spending money on something, you'll, you'll tend to follow through a little bit more. Yeah. It's like a psychological thing. Yeah. So I think that's basically what it is. Like the, I mean, the, the powder is this, it's like tasteless. It sort of has a, a little bit of a viscosity, uh, a little, I don't know, chlorine is the right word. It's sort of, you know, in that, in that, um, genre of tastes, but you, you put that in your water. It has like a bunch of B vitamins, magnesium, chromium, which is the big thing, which is supposed to regulate your like insulin levels and your, 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 uh, your blood sugar. Uh, and that's totally painless. I just do that in the morning. And then the mints, are really, I mean, they're, they taste even, they're like on an Altoid level. They're pretty strong. Okay. I mean, I think they would have to be because if, because if it's not as strong, it's going to be sweet. And that would like, you know, trigger you to want sweet things. Right. Or it'd be like kind of counterintuitive because it would be like candy. Yeah. Well, I think it sort of is both of those things. So like you do, or I do look forward to the little mint because there is, it does taste a little sweet and that's the only like sweet thing I can have. But then also it has this compound called Gymnema Sylvestra, which is some Ayurvedic, it's called like the sugar buster in Sanskrit or something. I don't know. Okay. But um, it's supposed to, uh, or the sugar destroyer, sorry. Mm. It's supposed to like block the sugar receptors on your taste buds. So you don't, um, like sugar doesn't necessarily taste good to you anymore. And then it also is supposed to block the sugar molecules from accumulating in your body. I see. So which, that's interesting. Yeah. And like, I thought it would be that thing where your mouth would just sort of be numb right after it and you couldn't taste anything. But I really think it's a little more cumulative. Like I think the first, the first day I was trying it, I had some like dried fruit and it didn't really taste that different. And I thought, Oh, maybe this doesn't work. But then the second day I, uh, I had something else and I, I was like, it was sort of like tasteless. And now, I mean, now I'm not even trying any sugar cause I don't want to you know, risk it. But I think, I think it's like deadened my sugar receptors. That's amazing. I do feel like if you go a long time without sugar, it's easier to say no. Yeah, no. I mean, it really only does take like a few days for your body to to stop 
craving it all the time, but it's a thing of like, I mean, I guess it's like any drug or whatever. It's like, once you get back on it, you'll just, or I'll just slowly, you know, build up to however much sugar I was eating before. It's hard to, it's hard to like be, I'm it's for me, it's hard to be very moderate with sugar and to like only have like a dessert once a week or something. It's just hard for me to do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible if you have like a small thing every day, like something that's not like too much. That's true. I mean, it's the the classic, you know, one square of dark chocolate. Well, yeah. Or you could have like a little, I think that just moderation is fine. I mean, I'm, I've been pretty good about not eating a bunch of dessert or like a bunch of like, I'm just trying to eat, eat trying to eat like kind of cleaner lately. Yeah. But, um, I think I am going to try to pick up some Cadbury mini eggs at some point before Sunday because or after Sunday good. when they're all good. discounted. That's what people say. But I feel like if I go after Sunday, the mini eggs are gone because they're so high quality that people always buy them. Yeah. I much prefer the mini eggs to the big cream eggs. I think those are gross. I actually really like those too, but I definitely love the, the mini eggs. Like those are my, those are like my favorite Easter candy by mm. far. They use, I don't um, know if they had, still make them, but those, they used to have like caramel eggs that were the same size as the big cream eggs. They made ones that were caramel and they also made ones that were like fudgy chocolate. Oh yeah. I think they still make them. Oh, it all sounds good. Yeah. I ate a, I ate a chocolate macaroon. I ate some like flourless cake and like a bunch of dessert on Passover. Um. Mm. But that was it. That was the last time I really did yeah, yeah. damage with sugar, I think. I mean, you don't you don't really have much of a sweet tooth, do you? I would not say that that is accurate. I think I definitely have a yeah. huge sweet tooth. I just like, I try to, um, I, I have like way more control. I mean, like this is so fucked up, but like the truth is like, I think I have a lot of control in terms of like what food I eat where I get fucked up is that like, I'll drink like four glasses of wine, which is like a different problem probably, but like, that's my big thing. Mm -hmm. But like, I have a sweet tooth and like, I definitely will crave sweets, but like food in general, I don't think is like my biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I definitely have been like thinking about those, those fucking Cadbury eggs. And like, this is like the, this is like the best season for, uh, for candy yeah yeah i guess i don't i i mean I, my parents would do the like easter basket thing when i was a kid but i never i never overindulged in the way that i would at halloween i feel like that was my real binge mode oh yeah well i never got an easter basket or anything i just like got the candy from like the store like i oh, never yeah. celebrated easter in any way but um i I never like binged on it. Cause it was like, always like my, my mom would get me like some as like a treat and I would have it like whenever I was allowed to have it, but it wasn't like Halloween was kind of like a fucking free for all and you could sort of do whatever you wanted. But, um, I also had like restrictions on how much Halloween candy I was allowed to eat even on Halloween nights. Oh, that was, yeah, that was the one time where I had no restrictions and I really, um, was disgusting. I, there were definitely years where I would eat like half of my haul in the first night. I always had like, I got to pick 
I mean, I would have what for like, I don't know how it worked, but there were definitely like, it would get, it would be taken away from me at a certain point. <laughs> smart, smart, um, smart. And it would get like doled out to me throughout the, like for the rest of like the next couple of weeks is like dessert. I would get to like pick two pieces. Yeah. And like have them after dinner. And then at a certain point, I think they would just throw it out or it would just be like crap would be left. And then it would just like Tootsie Rolls and lollipops and Tootsie Rolls. But I really felt like in a bind at the end of the Halloween haul, like you could really kind of psych yourself into thinking you like Tootsie Rolls. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. When they were, cause they at least had some substance. They were still better than like, oh, I don't know. Like what was a really bad Halloween? Cause I liked Smarties. Smart. The, the worst is like but the gum were... that you would get. There'd be people that would just give you like bubble gum. That's rude. Yeah. I, um, I wasn't yeah. a fan of any kind. Usually those like novelty Halloween candies, like some sort of chocolate wrapped in like a Frankenstein head or something. Yeah. Those were always pretty low quality, but they weren't the worst. I don't know. No, I mean, you know, nothing, no candy's bad. No. I also want to do a quick shout out mm. <laughs> to my new favorite brand of plant-based cheese, Miyoko's. Mm. I tried, because I went to Whole Foods 365 this week to go grocery shopping. Their cultured, vegan, sliced farmhouse cheddar. Okay. It is, okay, it's made out of oat milk, and then they put um, navy beans and fava bean protein in it with coconut oil. Wow. It's only, it's 70 calories a slice, 4.5 grams of fat. It tastes, it has that like real cheddar sharpness that I've never experienced in a vegan cheese. No. And the, the texture is not, it's not going to really fool anyone. And it also like doesn't melt particularly well, but this is by far the best like vegan style cheese I've ever had. That's great. I'm into it. I'm yeah. I definitely want to move to be more plant-based, but I've been saying that for years. Yeah. No, me too. Uh, but yeah, that's a good change that you're making. It, I mean, and again, maybe this is the placebo effect. Maybe this is psychological, but I feel like my, just ever like my digestion's better. Uh, I don't feel, I mean, a couple months ago I was eating so much dairy and I'd sort of weaned myself out. Like I, I'm, I haven't been that bad, um, since I don't know the holiday time, but, uh, yeah, just doing little steps. We'll see how long it lasts. Um, but I feel good. That's good. Yeah. Dairy can be like very traumatic for like a Jewish person. I think so. Um, system. Uh, um, yeah. My one cup of milk a day probably isn't great for me, but it hasn't been a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for a lot of people milk, well, no, I guess I was thinking the opposite. Like some people like regular milk is really hard on their system and then they can eat like cheese and yogurt and stuff, but I don't know. Like a big glass of milk you know I feel like one cup is fine I feel like two two cups might piss me over the edge I've also like definitely struggled with like a bit like a grilled cheese or something oh, like yeah. not always easy no because that can really pack in the amount of cheese pizza pizza but I never know with pizza if it's like the the cheese or the, the like gluten. the gluten from the dough yeah 
Yeah, yeah, right. Probably just like a lethal combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to avoid out there. There's a lot to, my the last piece of the puzzle for me that I don't know that I'll ever achieve is the like mindful eating, chewing a million times Ew. part of it, which I realized this is probably like the most important thing as far as digestion goes. And it's still like the hardest thing for me to to actually achieve. I know. I feel like if you chew your food too much, it's like kind of disgusting, but I know you're supposed to. It is gross. It makes it, it makes it just like so unpleasant to like eat a meal if you're chewing that much. You chew that much. I know. Ugh, I don't even want to think about it. No, no, no. Um, anything else in your world? Uh, not really. I mean, I've been pretty, um, well, I'm getting, uh, Fraxel on Monday. So that's big for me. What's what's that? It is a laser facial that is supposed to reduce fine lines and wrinkles and correct sun damage. Um, it's usually really expensive, but I got a group on that made it suspiciously cheap. So I'm not totally sure about it, but I've had to like really step back on the skincare. Cause like it, I don't think you're supposed to use retinol at all. And like for like at least a week before. So I just like completely stopped using like anything except for just like washing my face and then putting just like completely plain, like moisturizer or oil on it, like nothing else and sunscreen. Um, in preparation of my big day and yeah. it's like, gonna make my face like red and peel and look crazy for a couple of and look scary for a couple that's exciting yeah and hopefully at the end i'll be like youthful and young looking apparently some people say that they like to do it um that like it can decrease your need for but look i'm 36 years old i know i'm not like an old person um i'm not young either but this is not necessary for anybody but i just think that i might want to get you know, some Botox, some fillers, like to just like correct some things that have gone, you know, some things on my face just aren't the way that they were even five years ago. So whatever, but Botox and fillers, they say you have to get like every, like Botox, you have to get like every three months or something. And then fillers like every six months, but this is supposed to last for longer. So I'm going to try this first and see if I can like Put off getting like other like injectables and stuff like that yeah. which is like i shouldn't even be talking about this on a podcast because it's like so undignified but yeah. that's what we do here exactly uh so the redness is only supposed to last for a couple of days it says it can take like two weeks to heal i don't think it'll take that long but who knows because i'm i don't even know this guy this group on guy it could be the sketchiest <laughs> thing in the world but it's like a laser it's not like an invasive surgery i mean no, no, no. I think it'll be fine. People go to those weird they go all the time. cosmetic places all the time. And he has great reviews. Oh, you'll be great. Yeah. Uh, any, did you see any Gwyneth news? No, I had no idea until you told me about it. Well, yeah. So there was a very, very divisive uh, Vogue morning routine video that Gwyneth put up a few days ago. It sort of relates to one of the things on my list. So maybe we should wait and we'll go into it all at the same time. 
Well, yeah. I mean, like I have something that I think also relates on my list. Basically I do have something to say about it, but I, I can wait. I can wait. Okay. So, um, I guess let's just move on let's to the old list. It. All right. What okay. So, I, so I'll just say that my best is the three ways to layer skincare with sunscreen. Yeah. This seems like, well, what, it, before you learn about the, the controversy, just, um, say what you thought of the article as it was. Okay. Well, basically I didn't think that there was anything remotely controversial about the article, except for, I think it does advocate for using vitamin C serum in the daytime. This is also, I'll go ahead and jump. I'm going to jump ahead and say that this is also my craziest because I do think it's crazy making because I feel like I get so many mixed messages about vitamin C serum because some people are like, put it on in the morning. And some people are like, it makes your skin really sensitive. Don't put it on in the morning. So I've definitely struggled with this. Um, Cause you know, you hear all kinds of things, but I also, I always am thinking, you know, wait, do I put the sunscreen on first or do I put the, the moisturizer on first? I mean, this is something I think about all the time. And I know I, you're supposed to put the sunscreen on last, Yeah. but I always am like, Am I, do, I mean, I don't know. This is just like something I think about. I like forget every once in a while. I think because we've been brainwashed by Gwyneth Paltrow. Cause... Well, she's going to put it on last too. Well, yeah, but this, I think this whole article was rushed to the newsstands after this video controversy came out. Um, but I liked that there were these like different skincare routines for different like things you're going to do with your day. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, most people don't completely change their skincare routine. I mean, like you can't afford it. I also think that this Ilia, um, super serum skin, sun. So my God, super serum skin tint SPF 40. I, I have this, I do think that it's like a little bit thick and chalky I don't think it's like the best like tinted moisturizer sunscreen you can get I feel like but maybe for like a natural product it's the best but it I definitely felt like it went on a little bit chalky and mm. you really have to blend it and then I get nervous about blending it so much because I'm like is it even still like protecting my skin at this point because it's like you want to put on like a really thin layer and then so I don't know about it but you know, I did just like, you know, the idea of like, I, I like that it was like working sunscreen into your like morning routine, because I think it's really frustrating when you read people's morning, like skincare routines, and they don't talk about sunscreen, which happens in goop literally all the time. Yeah. They're like, I just put on some Vintner's Daughter and go. And it's like, well, what about your fucking sunscreen? You know? Yeah, it's, I mean, it is the most important step in the skincare routine. It's the only thing that matters. And it's the only thing that's like, actually, in addition to like literally being like potentially life-saving, it's like the only thing that's definitely going to make your skin look better because sun damage is what's really fucking you up. That, that's what's so weird about her whole thing with sunscreen is like, even if she doesn't care about, you know, preventing skin cancer or whatever, you'd think that she would want to make her skin younger looking and and also she's yeah so do you want to just get into it because i yeah. have a lot to say about it so <laughs> so the, vogue i don't watch them very often uh but they have these you know these morning routine videos that they do it's basically like goop does the same they all do the same shit sure. so gwyneth is going through her 
morning routine. And if, you know, if you read Goop or listen to this podcast, there's really nothing new there. She puts on her Vintner's daughter. She does her Jillian Dempsey gold sculpting bar. She puts in her, you know, her, her Ilya thing, her Jillian Dempsey eye mask. And then um, she gets to, well, she puts on her Vintner's daughter first and then she does sunscreen. But she says, um, let's see. She, here, I have the direct quote. Uh, she says, I'm, I'm not, you know, a sort of head to toe slather of sunscreen, but I like to put some kind of on my nose and the area where the sun really hits. And then she just like, I mean, you guys should watch it, but she just like dabs it on her face, like do, 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 do. And then like, they do cut the video there. So she might've like gone on for a little longer before she goes to her next step. We don't really know, but she comes across as very flippant about sunscreen. And she just obviously seems a lot less invested in the sunscreen step of her morning routine than she does the specific goop products that she's selling. Sure. Which makes sense. Wait, but is it the Ilya um, sunscreen that she's using in the video? Ye- I forget which one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, Ilya super. See, that's the thing. It's like a tinted. Well, I guess it's SPF 40. Um, it is, but like, that's the problem with it because it is, it's, it's like when you get to a certain age, you start to put t- tinted stuff. And if it's too thick, it gets stuck in your creases and it makes you, it really mm. ages you like it can be, it's not ideal. I, that's why I feel like if I were Gwyneth Paltrow, I would also put on the Ilya in like little drops because not because of the coverage, the sunscreen coverage, because of the makeup coverage, like, cause it's too yeah, yeah, yeah. chalk. It's too, I don't know, whatever. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow has said things like this about sunscreen in the past. Like I, I remember vividly, she's also talked about how she like, wears it like every other day because she wants to get vitamin D or something. Um, She's just a total, like, she doesn't take sunscreen that seriously, I guess. No. And uh, I mean, I, when I saw it, cause I, I guess I saw the video after I knew sort of the controversy and honestly, like my first reaction to the video I mean, as it is with every Gwyneth thing, I'm like, eh, that's not really that big of a deal. Like, give me a break. People are just piling on. Um, but then, you know, you think about it a little bit more. And then I went on TikTok and like all these like, like it's like all the 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 Jen Gunters of dermatology are there like scolding her. Like, you know oh, what, who yeah, I have a problem they, with? Gwyneth Paltrow. They have like a financial interest in like criticizing everything that Gwyneth Paltrow does. And like, there has always been an industry of people who will tell you that Gwyneth Paltrow is wrong and then like promote themselves by doing it. Um, I'm sure she's wrong. Like you should wear sunscreen. It's good that people are saying like wear more sunscreen than that. I also want to say, I do believe you should cover your face because the sun damage that I have that is that I'm trying to get lasered off now um, is because of being in my car and like not having the sunscreen go all the way. Cause it's like on my like cheek, like almost in my ear. And it's like, I can tell that that's just like the spot where like, I never got my sunscreen far enough because I was only focusing on like my nose and my forehead or whatever. So it's totally true that you should like really be careful about like getting the sunscreen on. I also think that 
I don't know. It's complicated. I mean, she's not a doctor, but she's obviously like very influential and like people listen to her for things like skincare routines. So like I can understand why she's getting criticized for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it can like, you know, it's really uh, important, especially, I mean, I guess even if you're, if you're living in a place with a lot of sun or even not like anyone can get melanoma. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Like she should not be so flippant. Um, and it is a, it's just like a weird thing with Gwyneth that she, because it's like, it's like, it's not only for health reasons, like aesthetically, like it would help your skin. So I don't, I sort of just don't understand what her thing is with sunscreen and why, I mean, she's never like, don't wear sunscreen, but also she's so it's, she's so fixated on this like mineral sunscreen and that like any chemical that's in a sunscreen is like bad for you, which is just sort of not true. Yeah, I also feel like Goop doesn't do a very good job of promoting retinol. And it's like sunscreen and retinol are like the two products that work. Like those are the two things that like every dermatologist will tell you to use. Like those are the things that like are clinically proven to like actually work for like aging skin. And Goop is always telling you to like use all of these like weird products that is like oils and all of these different things, but like, we know what works. I'm like, I know that these women are using retinol and sunscreen and they have that stuff, but I mean, not, I don't think they make a big enough deal about them. No, no. Cause it, it goes against their, their doctrinaire, like ethos of, you know, clean products. Yeah. Like is retinol even clean? I don't know. Probably not. It seems like their definition is a little arbitrary. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I mean, even like, you know, I, you know, people would say we're not skeptical at all, but like, I am, I try to be like a little skeptical of the stuff in goop. Uh, I consider myself to be very skeptical, but probably not enough for some some, science heads out there. Definitely not. No. Um, But even like, I was getting a little freaked out about the chemical sunscreen and I was, you know, just using copper tone every day. And I'm like, is this going to, you know, disrupt my hormones or like. Endocrine disruptors. I and I switched recently um, to a brand called Sunbum, which I think is pretty popular. Have you heard of yeah, that? Yeah, it's popular. But yeah, that's so, natural, right? Well, I, ha- I have two of them. I have, uh, they're both 50 SPF. I have one that's just a regular chemical sunscreen that literally is the exact same ingredients that's in Coppertone. I think it's just like, it's reef safe. And I think oh, it's wait, a- I've, yeah. And then I, and then I got the mineral one, which is, uh, zinc oxide also 50 I, SPF. I used to have the mineral one. Honestly, I don't think I like mineral sunscreens that much. This one, I don't, this is what I've been using every morning before I go on my walk in the morning. And it's not, I mean, I think if I was like going out or like seeing people, I would feel a little, like, I think it does have a little of the, what are the people, what are the skincare influence call it? Like white, white cast? Oh. Something, I don't know. Yeah. But it does, it does make it. That that makes sense. And if I, I mean, I've, I have pretty like fair skin, so I don't think it shows up too much on me, but if I had darker skin, I think, I think this would be like really like, I don't know that you could use this if you had darker skin. My biggest problem with sunscreen and it's a really bad one is that my eyes are incredibly sensitive. I'm not sure that it's sunscreen, but I think it probably is. And my eyes will 
if I get like any sunscreen like in or near my eyes, just like through the course of the day, like from like sweat or like rubbing my face or like whatever the hell happens, my eyes begin to just like completely tear mm-hmm. up and it will last for so long. And I will have to like, I mean, I have to use eye drops. I'll have to like close my eyes and like, just like sit there with my eyes closed for like, I'm not sure how long. Yeah. And the mineral um, one is worse. I think it's worse than the chemical as far as, uh, pain in your eyes oh is it I think like when I because I'll take a shower after I've already put on sunscreen once in the day and when I'm like in the shower and the sunscreen is coming off my face it's so painful it's so painful yeah it's like definitely like an issue that I have but you know it's fine I can deal with it and like what's I mean, what's really important, obviously, is like the SPF and that it's, you know, it blocks UVA and UVB rays, whether whether it's chemical or mineral. I don't think that really matters. I yeah, like, I think that they can both be like effective and everything. And I mean, it, it depends on your skin. Like, I do think there's probably some people that are very sensitive to chemical sunscreens and especially ones with fragrance. But as far as like hormone disruptors, I looked cause I didn't want to look at like the environmental working group. Cause that's what goop uses. And I'm like, let's look at a different source. Yeah. And on the BBC, they listed this whole, this whole thing about chemical versus mineral sunscreen. And apparently like the only chemical that there's any evidence that there possibly could be a little bit of hormone disrupting going on is one called oxybenzone. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that they say, uh, is more of a theoretical concern because it was some lab and mice or some mice studies in labs found that it was a bit of a endocrine disruptor, but there's no evidence in this happening in humans. And then I looked and even the copper tone doesn't have oxybenzone. Like even the shittiest drugstore sunscreen you can buy says oxybenzone free. So I don't, I just don't think it's an issue. Mine is oxyben- oxybenzone free. Yeah, like everything. I think, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you can buy one with oxybenzone, but I think all the big brands have switched. So I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's really an issue as far as, except if you, you know, if you have sensitive skin and it's like, but as far as like your health goes and then re- being reef safe is like a different issue. But if you're not like swimming in the ocean, I don't think that yeah. matters either. Well, I guess people like traditionally usually wear it at the beach. I mean, yeah, when yeah. I was a kid, it was like, I only put them on when I went to the beach. Oh yeah. When we were kids, like that's, I mean, you only put sunscreen on when you were going to the beach. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. I know. I can't believe we didn't like put it on every single day. I also, I guess I've been using SPF 60, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to just do like 15 or 20, but now I just do 50 just to be on the safe side. It doesn't. Yeah. I get it as high as I can. Cause they say at a certain point, it's like, it doesn't get any better. Like after, or something like after like SPF, like 45 or something, like it's all yeah. the same. I've heard that, but I mean, it, whatever, it doesn't cost anymore. So if they're selling it, I'm going to buy it. Exactly. Uh, but I think, so I do like, I really do like the sun bum cause it is, um, it's, it has that great, just sort of classic coconutty beachy sunscreen smell, which I like. Yeah. I used to have that one that you have. I I had that one. And then I also had like a stick. Mm, I saw that. Um, Um, But I think I'm going to switch to putting the chemical one on first thing in the morning. 
And then because that washes off pretty easily. So when I take a shower and it won't sting as much. And then for the rest of the day, I'll just have the mineral on when I'm like in the house. I think that's my plan. Yeah. I honestly don't even know. I don't believe that what I'm using is, well, it's fragrance-free, paraben-free, tested on sensitive skin and oil-free. I think it's fine. Yeah. Is there oxybenzone? No. See, that's all. You're good. Yeah. Good. Uh, so I'll be curious to see if there's any continued fallout. I think this is probably just like, you know, a typical day in the life Gwyneth controversy. Yeah. I think that this is just the kind of thing that they do. I don't think it, um, I mean, I don't think it's going to have like obviously a major impact on her career. I guess it's interesting like to think about what her, what level of responsibility she has. Cause when it's true, like when it's stuff like, vibrators or people are like offended about the name of one of her candles or something or like even something like the jade egg I'm just kind of like okay like this is so stupid but this is actually something that's like actually important for people to understand like you know I guess I wonder but I also don't know like how much scrutiny is like being put on the other morning routines yeah I mean like I mean, I, I know I've seen lots of morning routines where people like omit the SPF and I've, I don't like it because I think it's like an incomplete like demonstration of like what a healthy morning routine would look like, but I've never seen anyone be called out for it. So it's kind of weird. No, I, I mean, I'd be curious to look at these other goop videos and to see if, you know, every other person is like very responsible about making sure that they talk about SPF and I, I and like highly fully doubt. covering yeah. all the areas of your face or whatever. I mean, I just think that this is part of people are just watching what Gwyneth Paltrow does to react to it and um, like, you know, further their own careers. Like it's a, I don't know why doctors need to be on TikTok and oh, yeah. wherever else they are, but that's what they're doing and fine. But I trust my doctor that I go to at the doctor's office. I don't trust doctors that I hear about on. No. Uh, I forget when I was looking at like the YouTube comments, like I forget the amount of vitriol <laughs> that Gwyneth gets because oh, we're, gets so we're in such a bubble. <laughs> and like literally. Yeah, because in our world, we're like, oh, everybody loves Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like America's favorite <laughs> leading lady. <laughs> and there's no problem with her. And everybody thinks that the controversies are just a big laugh. But people like despise her. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's funny. Like it was like 90% of the comments were how dare she like she's gonna like cause a skincare or skin cancer epidemic in the u.s and then the other 10 were just confused because she talks about like doing meditation with her husband and the other 10 percent were just thinking that she's actually married to robert downey jr <laughs> are you kidding me yeah like she like i think if you're under 30 like literally the only thing you know her from unless you are a goop person like the only thing you know her from is avengers i know i feel like I just have to say something as like an old person it's like kind of off topic, but I, I feel like people who are under 30, like when we were that age, we were like obsessed with like old things and like old people and like the, like, like things from the past. And I feel like now, like, just like from like people in my own family, they have like no idea, no interest. And they think that like everything that like 
people our age like or have ever known about is like stupid old garbage it is weird because i i think that's true too but then i'm wondering is it like is it just like a a sample size like are we not getting because i feel like most people our age when they were you know in their teens or 20s were probably not obsessed with the things that we were obsessed with that's true yeah i mean we were definitely like um cool (laughs) and like and like back then the board there was no social media so if you were like boring and had like basic taste you just sort of kept it to yourself and it was like the weirdos and like the artists who like (laughs) talked about their taste and their obsessions yeah but now because of social media everyone does that so I think I think we might just be seeing like a bigger sample size of of idiots than we did but maybe not I mean I don't know because like I feel like people like that are like that I actually know are like that mm. are just like I don't know about that like they I don't know about a thing from 10 years ago like I don't know about they certainly don't know about things from like they definitely don't know about things from like the 80s or the 70s but like they also don't know about things from like 10 or 15 or 20 yeah. years ago that is, yeah it is it is weird because like Except our generation friends our generation as, as like very, as like old millennials, I think we were so, when we were little, we were so obsessed with how cool Gen X was. I know. So I think from an early age, we like idolized our elders in a yeah. way that, I mean, think of like the baby boomers when they were kids, they fucking hated anything older that maybe the zoomers are going to be like the baby boomers. Yeah. I think it's like some generations like idolize what's what came before and some don't like we yeah. were obsessed with gen x like i thought gen x was like the coolest generation until like six months ago (laughs) and now i don't do that anymore (laughs) but i i really was like oh i wish i could be gen x like that's the coolest generation i know i mean and i'm so on the bubble that i like i was i mean i was friends with gen x people who were just like a year or two older than me oh totally i mean like i my i like lived with a gen x man for like eight years <laughs> and now they're all dying of old age and now they're all storming the capital yeah. that's who i feel like the baby boomers get like so much like QAnon um grief which is like well deserved but i feel like gen x is like in there deep oh for sure that's for sure 50 it's like 50 year olds it's that it's that's gen x totally um because think of like on like mad men how the generational divide was so huge like um from like you know Don and Betty and stuff and then when he married Megan like just a few years younger and they were like the baby boomers it was such a vast difference in generation I feel like that's what's happening now between like zoomers and millennials yeah we're like completely different we're like the madmen people yeah except for like none of us have jobs (laughs) (laughs) we're (laughs) I don't know what we're like uh um but yeah, I mean, Gen X icon, Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. no one, no one under 30 cares about her, which limits our audience. It's fine. It's fine. Um, all right. Oh, but I do have a best. Oh, right. Sorry. And this is, I mean, I'm never going to read this book or buy it or whatever, but I just like the vibe. It was the article called why is the, why the idea of laziness is a lie. Oh, I love this. This almost made my list, but it didn't. Um, so it's PhD, Devin Price. She wrote a whole book, basically like an anti-self-help book that's just like um, 
you know, don't beat yourself up. Like being productive is not the only value in this life. It's called right. laziness is, does not exist. Um, and, and she, yeah, sorry, oh, go on. ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say my old therapist used to say this to me and my old therapist would say, I don't believe in lazy. If, if you're not getting things done, there's something else going on. And that's what we're here to unpack. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I mean, talk about stuff, but yeah, I think what laziness is a lie. I would like to think so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, there probably is was because this woman she goes even further not like if they're if you're not doing if you're not getting things done there's something else going on she she actually wait wait sorry are you sure that this person identifies as a woman and uses she her pronouns i am not sure i think that they might use they oh okay then they uh talk about the fact that like not only is there may be something else going on, but that it's actually like fine <laughs> to just not do things, which I think gets yeah. into a whole, whole other issue of like, unfortunately we're in this like capitalist society where you have to be productive. Yeah, I've heard that as like a critique of capitalism a lot, like that productivity is like, um, that there's like a value judgment assigned to productivity. And I think that's true that like not, I mean, obviously there's a value in the things that you might or might not produce but like your value as a human being isn't dependent on like how much money you can generate basically or like what you can or like your productivity yeah and that like just being on this planet and like enjoying life should be enough should be enough unfortunately you know if you need a roof over your head and food to eat it's not enough Right. So it's sort of, it's frustrating hearing this argument and it, it feels, it feels like a little utopian, like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's, you know, there's a lot of value in this argument and I, I would love to live this way. And I feel like, well, maybe that's part of my problem. I feel like I am, I feel like I am lazy a lot of the times and like, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not, but this, this would be a nice sort of counter argument to like, you know, give yourself a break a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that if you're not doing something that you want to be doing, there's probably a reason for that, that you need to examine, not you personally, like Mm -hmm. people. And if you're comfortable with the amount that you're doing, but you still feel like societal pressure to contribute more, even though you're like taking care of yourself or whatever, Mm -hmm. then I feel like that's where it gets into maybe a, like a toxic like culture of like over productivity that yeah. um like romanticizes stress and like romanticizes like exhaustion um but isn't really that's like not really healthy it's hard to know where sort of the internal pressure ends and the societal pressure begins like i feel like it's hard to unpack what is actually coming from my own like desire for my own I don't know for my own happiness to like get something done and what is like I feel like I should get something done because of some other reason I don't know I don't it's hard maybe that's why I should go to therapy 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I went on Wellbutrin and that seems to be helping. Maybe oh, yeah? you can do that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that I've heard you talk about this, like elements of this idea, like, um, you know, like the whole like girl boss, like whatever thing. And like, um, all of the like hashtag, like slay type of content, I feel like contribute is like kind of part of this conversation that like people you need to work like four jobs a day to be doing anything or like the Dolly Parton, the five to nine Super Bowl commercial is like, reminds me of this argument. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh God. Yeah. The five, yeah, it was horrifying. Uh, the idea like Patreon or something, right. Or it was Squarespace, Squarespace, I think. And it was, um, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Devin price does by does go by they them yeah um the the five to nine i thought at least i thought it was like 5 p.m to 9 p.m but no it's supposed to be 5 p.m to 9 a.m which is like so psychotic wait it is yeah. oh i didn't get that are you are you serious yeah yeah it was it okay, was meant see that is so fucking i so you're supposed to literally be working 24, 24 hours, a hours a day yeah it was just like song. in your off time like all your off time like here's you know here's your side hustle can be done any time of day or night so yeah it was it's literally 5 p.m to 9 a.m that is so sick when do you sleep i mean i don't i don't think that dolly expects you to like be hustling every hour well that's the whole thing with i i mean i'm not gonna uh to say anything against dolly parton no 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 and i'm not i'm not asking you or anyone to please i would never i love dolly because she i think like genuinely loves like i'm sure she works so hard and she does so many things but she it generally seemed Gen- genuinely seems like she she absolutely loves doing all that work and like I think there are some people that are just built that love you know going 24 7 and like hustling and they it they thrive on it and like that is good like she's super talented and like uh she's contributing a lot to society but not not everyone is built that way and like well she's a famous musician who's like living her wildest dream like I don't think that we should compare ourselves to that like what this commercial was about it wasn't like practice your art and perfect your craft and be like a spokesman for your generation or whatever it was like you can't survive on a nine to five job so you have to also drive for uber and like do a bunch of other meaningless jobs um and one way that you can maybe do that better is by using our website to promote whatever the hell it is you do it's it's not um it it i think there are a lot of people who could could wake up in the morning excited to work and work all day and all night on something that they're truly passionate about but um most people don't have the luxury of working in a field that they are passionate about especially this kind of thing where they're talking about like the gig economy i mean no one is passionate about you know working for instacart no and it's like unfortunately work is always going to be a part of our society you know whether we continue to live in this like super like capitalist society or there's some you know more forms of like socialism that 
like and you know the welfare state if that gets expanded like there's never going to be this like this non-work like communist utopia where everyone just is able to do what they want like that's just not possible so the least we can do if if the majority of people are going to be uh working to live and not living to work the least that we can do is have some sort of like protections for them so if if people do have to work I mean, 40 hours a week is like, is a lot. And that's like the minimum for most people. Oh yeah. I mean, and you should absolutely be able to like, I mean, if you're working 40 hours a week, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to afford an apartment in the city where you're working those 40 hours a week. That's just unacceptable and whatever. I mean, that people need to take second jobs and that's such a normal part of um, all of our lives and especially something that gets like presented as being like cool or aspirational in mm-hmm. some way is just like so sick because it's yeah it's brainwashing these it, people are just being exploited and making capitalists rich and the workers are just working more and more to the bone and not even yeah being able to to have like we are a rich enough society that everyone should should have i mean we they say in the whatever the declaration of independence that it's like the pursuit of happiness is is part of what we're guaranteed as americans and like i think that is completely gone away now well that was originally going to say the pursuit of money but they changed it oh really yeah <laughs> that's that's funny i mean i heard that somewhere i don't know if it's true but i think uh so yeah we should go back to what the founding fathers believed guys i've become but- I don't know about that, but strict constitutionalist, like my hero, Antonin Scalia. Okay. Let's just move on. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely not true. No. Um, Uh, But yeah, so this book, I would be curious to read more. It just, I think it, it might even just make me frustrated though, because I'd be like, oh, this just isn't possible for most people to, to choose to do less. Yeah. Well, it's, it was your best though, right? It was my best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What was your worst? Okay. My worst was the long weekend in Montecito. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Just not, I mean, I don't have a problem with an, an aspirational weekend getaway in the pages, the digital pages of Goop. That's what I come for. I expect it and I enjoy it. This was just a very, uninspiring trip they had planned for me. I mean, I just didn't really respond to it. I mean, I don't know. There's like one hotel that they recommend. Then you're supposed to go shopping at the Goop store and then like another little place. And then there were like three restaurants and two beaches and that was it. I just like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Montecito is like a super, super charming town. Uh, it's, you know, just a few miles from Santa Barbara. Um, it's where the heart of power, yeah, the heart of power beats. Oh, it, 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 the, I mean, we got, we got Oprah, we got Megan and Harry, we got Gwyneth. Um, yeah. And they live, you know, on the hills and then they come down. There's, it's basically just like one strip of stuff, like one street, uh, a few blocks from the beach. And um, yeah, I don't know. I've only been there once. Like we went there um, right after we got married. We just like drove to Montecito for a few nights. So nice. Uh, and but I I loved it, and I just feel like this this thing didn't 
do it justice. Like there's, there's an honor bar, which is, um, God, yeah. my favorite restaurant in the world. Yeah. You really were excited about this. Yeah. They have one in Beverly Hills too. It's owned by, uh, Hillstone. It's like the fancy mm-hmm. Hillstone. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't even include that in this thing. No, I love that shit. Remember when I had that little birthday dinner, um, with just you and John and Brian at, um, yeah. At Hillstone in Pasadena. Yeah. Great. Or Houston's. Was it Houston's or Hillstone? It was Houston's, but Houston's is Hillstone. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they should have included that. Like there's literally a four seasons there that is, I mean, the most gorgeous bar I've ever been to. It's like this Spanish style architecture, these palm fronds, and it's sort of like Mm -hmm. half indoors, half outdoors. There's like a guitar player. Um, You can like bring your drink out onto the beach and they don't even list that. Crazy. Um, What a waste. Yeah. So I don't know. And Gwyneth obviously should know better. She like literally lives there. Yeah. Part of the time. I don't know how often she's Well, I just feel like this is like a half-assed little thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Juice Ranch? (laughs) Juice Ranch. I mean, I'm sure it's great. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, like it didn't make it seem that exciting, but I know that it could have, it could have and it should have been. Yeah. And like, I mean, Montecito is really nice, but you can't, if you're there for more than like a day or two, like you need to at least drive to Santa Barbara because there's like way more stuff to do there. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to like really enjoy Montecito, you need to like become a billionaire, buy a mansion there and just like live in absolute luxury. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Right. Uh, I was looking, um, cause like my, my mom was like sort of talking about selling her house and like moving somewhere by the beach. Oh, wow. And so we were just like jokingly looking at like places in Montecito. Oh, God. And I think there's like, there's one like studio apartment there. That's like probably just like a shack. And, um, oh my God. I forget how much it was still like, you know, several million dollars. Oh my God. I mean, who would even want to like, have like the shitty like apartment in Montecito. I would. I'd love to be the poorest person in Montecito. Yeah. To just be like the the town tramp. I would dress like Charlie Chaplin and just like put out my hat and like hopefully get and like Gwyneth Paltrow would like drop a nickel in there. Or something. Yeah. I feel like those are like the cheapest people in the world. The I know super wealthy. To be a panhandler and to be the one panhandler in Montecito. Oh God. I don't think you'd last very long. No. Ugh the the night that we were there an older woman invited john and i to our country club and we declined oh you did yeah because we were only there for a couple of days and she was like drunk at the honor bar and she's like oh my god like come to the club tomorrow and we're like that's like our whole other day and i thought i don't know if i was a different type of person i would have taken her up on the offer but it seemed a little weird yeah, it was. Sounds like it was really good. I mean, I could have gotten sex trafficked. I mean, she was probably just like drunk and screaming stuff and she wouldn't have remembered the next day. I'm, I'm sure not. I'm sure she'd yeah. be like, she'd like call the cops on us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What? Oh, my. So my worst was obviously the whole sunscreen debacle. Yeah, that was bad. What yeah. was your craziest? My craziest, I also, I already mentioned was the vitamin C in the daytime because yeah. it's just me. I feel like, I feel like I'm being gaslit because sometimes they tell me to put it on in the morning and sometimes they're like, do not ever put it on in the morning. It makes your skin too sensitive to wear in the sun. So I feel, um, I just don't like it. Like I want to get a clear answer on the goddamn sun on the vitamin C. What is the truth? What is the truth? Cause like, 
vitamin C, it's just like intuitively, you're like, oh, this is a morning thing. You're like, this is because you're revitalizing. Like orange. Yeah, orange, exactly. And I bought ones that are like anything that's orange scented. I'm like, oh, that's for the morning. And it's always like the zinger. Like, it's yeah, like exactly. something that like makes you feel like buzzed up. Like, and so yeah, get up and go. But also I've heard the opposite. So it's very, it's a very um, complicated topic. If I put vitamin C, like an orange or citrus scented vitamin C serum on at night, I would think that I would not be able to get to sleep. Like it, no, I, I think like, it. yeah, it feels like there's like almost caffeine in it for some reason. Yeah. You'd be totally amped up. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe dermatologist TikTok can fill us in. Oh God. That's all we need. Um, I've been making a couple TikToks. What? I only put one online <laughs> of my cat. Yeah. That's what I did with my dog. Wait, I might, I'll make my dog follow your cat. Oh yeah. Um, I put, I made one last night that was me in the psychedelic clown filter being insane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't put it online. I mean, it's just so fun. It is fun. It's fun. Only some of these apps have filters that work on animals. Snapchat does and TikTok does. Does Unfortunately, Instagram doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, two years later, I get, I get what, everyone's, what everyone's excited about. It's kind of addictive. Okay, what's your craziest? Uh, okay, my craziest, and this, it's not that crazy, honestly, um, but I was just thinking to last week's Hello My Ages and then this week's. Oh my God, I know. I really have to issue a return. And really, my, my craziest is honestly your reaction to last week's Hello okay. My Ages. I feel like that's like so honestly rude of you to like call me out like this. I, first of all, I like, at the end of the episode, I was like, oh wait, I'm not sure that I was right about this. And then we like spent some time off the air and I fully realized that I was not exactly correct, <laughs> but it was just like that one picture. That one like picture really is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I couldn't believe she was 60 in that picture. But then you like look at more pictures of her and you're like, okay, I see that this is like an it. Orange County, probably Republican. Um, uh, the, woman. This woman this week is 53. She's not, I mean, she looks, she looks beautiful, but she looks, you know, like she could be 53. Mm-hmm. Her name is Marcana Alexiades, and she is public enemy number one for Gwyneth, a dermatologist. Oh no, <laughs> Gwyneth's ultimate enemy. But she seems like she's, I mean, she's obviously, she's doing a whole profile on Goop. So she seems like she's probably not as angry as other dermatologists about. Well, this was before, I'm sure that they yeah. did this before the the big um, Vogue story came out. Uh, yeah, I wonder if she's going to have to like retract this. Um, yeah. She claims to have written an entire textbook on cosmetic dermatology, which oh. is very impressive. Yeah. Um, but she, so she, her big, her claim to fame is her aunt, not even where she's from, but her ancestry is from a blue zone on a Greek island. Yes, I saw that. Well, I thought it was just like near a blue zone. <laughs> near a blue zone. Blue zone adjacent. And like, Which is like, that's like a real like wild thing to work into your professional biography, I must yeah. say. Even if you're a dermatologist, I mean, that's a real stretch. So she's basically like, claiming that genetically she is predisposed to being to like helping you de-age and yet she says her 23 and me results say that her telomeres 
say that she should look five years older than she was. I didn't really understand what that meant. Oh, there's like a thing you can do to like find your like true age. Okay. But I always think of blue zone people as like, they live a long time, but like you can see it in their faces. Like no one's saying that blue zone people look young, right? No, no, no. That's not the thing about blue zone people. I mean, they might be like more active into their old age and like look very fit, but they're not like, you're not shocked that they look 10 years younger. They just live just a, long live a long time yeah um so i mean i guess you know do with that what you will but that's her i mean she also is like went to harvard and stuff yeah she doesn't need the blue zone connection. no yeah that's and then and then she says she like her um exercise routine or whatever is she mimics the blue zone life as best as she can and then she says by working hard in my manhattan or hampton's office helping heal people all week like, yeah. okay. that's and not then, really exercise no i mean she's in an office she's just walking from I mean, the she gets steps in i guess i mean yeah you're going to the waiting room and saying you know mr rucker next and then you're going back but to your she office. probably like she probably means she's like on her feet a lot and walks around yeah um and then on the weekends she tills the soil and plants botanicals on her farm all right well Good that's a life that some people like i don't want to be on a farm ever I do have some sort of vague fantasy of farm life. And yet I realize it's a lot of hard work and I will follow um, what's their face. Dr. The last person we talked about the lazy life. The lazy I already doctor. forgot their name. No, then lazy list. Laziness doesn't exist. Uh, but oh and of course this dermatologist also has her own line of products named after her um the products look pretty good but i don't really know what like i don't know yeah they look fine but it's like what are how are they what like how are they different from any other of these good products that were I don't know. I wish someone would just invent a time machine and I could just like actually go back in time and then I wouldn't have to use any of this stuff. Wait, you mean go back in time to when you were younger and then you would start putting on sunscreen earlier? No, I just like, I would have like a younger body and I would be happy. Oh, I see. So literally go back. But would there be, but you would still be the same age. There would just be a different you that is younger. Yeah, but I want to be that one. Oh, (laughs) I see. I just want to be that younger version. I wonder if you went back in time and then you had your younger version kill you, would you just- I would be be, young forever. You would be young forever. You just keep repeating that over and over again. That's fine. Um, I guess, but- Is that what it was about? I never saw it. I never saw it. Uh, I don't know. What else? Oh yeah, this is her other, okay, so this is a dermatologist and maybe this is true, who knows? She also says shade is better than SPF. Um, while wear sunscreen is good advice, I try to use sun protective clothing and minimize midday sun exposure as much as possible. I mean, I think so, that's also yeah. really good advice. I do think dermatologists are all into like the the really wide brim, brim hats and like the the full body covering clothes. Yes, I think that's true. But I also think that... Um, also because of something I read in Goop, it's like, I always have sunscreen on even if I don't leave the house. You have to have sunscreen on even inside in the daytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's windows, guys. Come on, the light's coming through. Yeah. 
So like, it's true, but just wear it. Just wear it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, yeah, stay tuned to next week's Hello My Ages and we'll... We'll keep you updated on that one too. Yeah. I guess I won't get so excited next time by one shiny picture because no, no, no. I really made an ass out of myself, but that's fair. Uh, no, she, I mean, that was a great picture. It was a great picture. All right. What um, would you try? Okay. So I would try the goop five day workout. I oh, thought yeah. that was pretty fun. Five, years, five 30 minute workouts. I mean, that's great for free on goop. I mean, I could think of a worst way to spend 30 minutes. I yeah. Think. So what do we got? Like a, it starts with like a yoga flow thing. Uh-huh. And then what's next? Low impact bar sculpt, cardio okay. bar core and conditioning and low impact strength training. That sounds pretty good. All good. I have been doing bar workouts at home. Any specific videos or like, what are you doing? I've been using this web, this app called sweat. I found out that I was subscribed to like three different bar streaming workouts and I was spending like $30 a week. I mean a month. Um, And I had to like, unsubscribe from them but i do use this one app called sweat and it has um it like schedules like a week's worth of workouts for you and then you just like do them and then you get like a little like confetti thing and it's like you did it are they like live classes or just like videos no it's like pre-recorded videos um but uh it's pretty good if you can't you know obviously go to a class yeah uh, I've never tried a cardio bar class. Maybe I'll check out oh, one of these videos. I'm just like Adrian all the way. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you try? Um, what would I try? Oh, um, these. Uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> I know I've said bad things about them in the past, but I think the point I am in my life now, I would actually try these non-alcoholic cocktails. Oh my God. I know. I'm like so conflicted about those, but the, uh, I didn't like the idea of that article where it was like, make cocktails out of your slop scraps. scraps. <laughs> well, it seemed, it seemed like a bit of a stretch because it was, yeah, they were advertising these, these seed lip non-alcoholic cocktails, but then and then they were giving recipes for all of them. But then the scrap stuff seemed a little unrelated. It was like, after you make the cocktail, like you can make like a soup with your carrot greens or something. It didn't seem like completely related to the cocktails. No, it didn't. I, okay. So as I said earlier in this podcast, I am um, not having any, well, I did have a glass and a half of wine, but it was like a special occasion the other night. Uh, other than that, I'm just having like two ounces of clear liquor. That's all I'm having per night. But then I thought if I'm doing that, do I even need the alcohol? Can I just have two ounces of seed lip and will it be the same? Like, is that better for me? Well, what are you getting out of the two and a half ounces of alcohol? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting pleasure out of, I bought like a really nice gin from Silver Lake Wines. It's like um 
like a sort of botanical. It's not a juniper heavy gin. It's a little more like fennel-y, herby. And it's really nice. And I've just been having that on the rocks the last few nights. Um, one, you know, one of them at like- well, do you think that if it was like a non-alcoholic seed lip, it would- <laughs> I don't, I yeah. out of, I don't think so. Nobody. If it tasted good, because I'm not getting drunk off of this, like I, I'm really just having it for the taste. And, but the thing with Seedlip is like, I don't know if it's even like, it's a distilled product. It doesn't have alcohol in it, but it probably has like the same amount of calories, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like even if you're not getting drunk off the alcohol, it's like that little bit of like burning pain yeah. that you're getting where it's like, you know, you're drinking alcohol and it like sends signals to your brain to like relax a little bit. Totally. It's like my routine sort of as I'm making dinner or right before I'm making dinner is to pour myself that I'm saying this is my routine. I've literally done it for the past two days. Um, and then I'll turn on whatever housewives has been on is like on my, you know, TV. And I just zone out for a little bit. I, mean, I don't know if I could do that nice. with seed lip. I don't know. Maybe I should try it, but it's like, these things are, Oh, the $32. So it's, it's not any, it's like about the same as like, it's even less expensive than like a nice bottle of liquor. Yeah. But know, but it's, where am I going to buy it? Like, I'm not going to get it on goop. They, they don't have it at like BevMo. Why not get it on goop? I guess I could. Oh my God. I just got a notification that my old therapist that I told you about, who told me that laziness wasn't real, but I had to fire her. Uh, just got on Snapchat. <laughs> gone on snapchat just, like dropped on my phone like as right just as we were talking about her that that she joined snapchat i didn't know that i honestly didn't know that they still even had snapchat i thought didn't instagram buy snapchat or something or no no i mean i don't know actually i think they did but snapchat's a little bit crazy <sighs> anyway um but yeah these seed lips things i think because i'm i'm very into gin and this seems like the closest it seems like a, an approximation of gin. There's a, a carrot citrus. Oh no, sorry. That's the cocktails. The, the expressions, the three seed lip expressions are garden 108, which has notes of fresh peas. That's uh, disgusting. I think we made fun of this before, but now I'm like, so into it. Well, I don't want to drink something that tastes like peas. <laughs> spice 94 is warm. Thanks to cardamom and allspice. That was the one that sounds like it would be the most um, gin-like. Yeah. Well, the all the Grove 42 well, the, is citrusy. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly want to try that P one. I want to try the Grove 42 one, but I don't really want to try any of them. I mean, I guess I do. I don't know. Do I? Do I not? I would love to have a bottle of seed lip on my bar and then at, you know, 530 or 6, I could make a decision in that moment. Do I want gin or... Do I want seed lip? I'll probably never choose seed lip. Who would? I don't know. I don't know. This might be a bad idea. I still want to try it. Water, I just if, I, if, if I see it somewhere, I'll buy a bottle. Orange, blood orange, mandarin, lemon ginger, lemongrass. I mean, I just like, I, I guess I just don't get it. It's like, I feel like I'd have to try it to know what the hell it even is. Yeah. The, um, but I know, I, I definitely have friends who like don't drink anymore and like use these like, alcohol replacer yeah, yeah. things to make cocktails i mean no if if you're yeah if you're not drinking at all i told this seems like a great idea uh 
but it, yeah, it's a good, I guess it's a good idea to cut back. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the garden punch that they have the recipe for looks very good too. I'm just like totally fine. Like if I'm not drinking, like I'll just have like a LaCroix. It's really not that big of a deal to me to not like, I don't need like something that look, I don't know. See LaCroix for me is like a LaCroix for me is like a citrus vitamin C serum. It only works in the morning. Oh really? Oh, I only have it like at like cocktail hour. (laughs) It's like my cocktail. No, that's good. Um, yeah, right. I mean, not always, but yeah. I mean, I I just had one, so that's. What I, I wish I wish I was more into herbal tea. I just can't get into it. Herbal tea definitely does not is not a like an alcohol replacer to me. No, it's like for after. It's like just before you go to bed. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah, you can't have an herbal tea at cocktail hour. No, that would be depressing. I think, but I I sometimes do have like a nice like chamomile before I go to bed. Mm, yeah. This is like a good way to get a little more water in too oh totally except i i try to like stop drinking water uh about an hour before i go to bed so i don't have to pee in the middle of the night that's smart i usually put off drinking water until the end of the day so like in the last like four hours of the day i'm like chugging water and then i like all night long i'm just really really stupid (laughs) all right what would you buy i would buy the sculpting bar i think i'm ready to try it i don't know really if it does anything it probably doesn't but i just like i feel like it's time for me to get the jillian dempsey the jillian dempsey yeah i mean you should watch gwyneth's vogue video because that was that was the highlight of it it really like when she pulled that out and started doing it it made me like oh it looked good yeah it looks really good because it just like beats your wrinkles out right Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm it like massages your face until it's smooth. I just don't understand how that would even work, but I'll take her word for it. My face, I feel like there's always so much tension in my face. And just to, yeah, to get all that loose. I know. I've always had like really deep wrinkles in my forehead, but they're not really there. It's because I hold tension in my forehead. So it like there, I've always had like, um, that little like crease between my eyebrows and then like lines on my forehead, but it's like, I can relax them away mostly. I mean, now there's like fine lines there, but I mean, it's not as deep as they've always looked or they've often looked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's rough. Uh, I would buy the goop apron. Oh, they have an apron. Yeah, I think it's new. I don't think I've ever seen it before. It was on their like kitchen. It was like a roundup of all their kitchen products. Mm, yes. And it's in, it just has, you know, goop in the goop font. It's like um, a sort of salmon-y burnt orange color. I think it's like a pretty trendy color right now. And I had an apron. I don't know how one loses an apron, but it happened to me. Mm. I bought years ago in New York. I bought an apron when the first Italy opened. It was like a cute, now it's like the whole thing's canceled. But back then it was a very cool place to go. And I bought like an Italy apron. And then I have no idea why, but it's not, I don't, it's not in my possession anymore. Um, I, I'm constantly getting olive oil stale stains on my shirt when I cook. So I need, I do need an apron. I like this goop apron actually. I, it's pretty inexpensive. I was, it's $28. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of concerned because I feel like there's this trend 
or maybe it's not a trend it's like been around for a few years but like people buying really really expensive aprons like chef's aprons mm. or whatever there are like all these and they're like I just don't really understand why I would need that there was that woman a few years ago that made the rounds everywhere it was like New York Times Bon Appetit and she was selling these yeah like $300 aprons and I think yeah. it was a scam yeah there was like a big apron thing happening and I feel like it's still there but $28 to me seems fair for an apron like your apron shouldn't be I don't think your apron should be that expensive yeah and like for goop I mean so I get a seed lip bottle of seed lip an apron and then throw in the lip balm and then I'm at $75 get free shipping hmm. I'll think about there are worse things you could do with $75 probably better things you yeah could do also, but I, I chickened out on buying my because I was gonna treat myself to Vintner's daughter with the stimulus check but I chickened mm -hmm. out why? Because I just, I would feel too guilty. guilty. Even though Gwyneth, on the Vogue video, she literally uses like two drops of Vintner's Daughter. So it'll probably last like a year at least. I don't know. I can't bring myself to do it. How and much is to, it? It's like $185. It's so crazy. It's not that bad. You should do it, Brian. I've wanted it for literally since we started this podcast five years ago. If you want it and you got the stimulus check. I know. And you just think it's going to make you feel guilty like why would you feel guilty about that about like I, I, I would just feel guilty about it but maybe i'll see i there might be a moment of weakness and then once i once i buy it the guilt won't last very long and then i'll have a bottle of vintner's daughter for a whole year so yeah we'll and i wouldn't call it a moment of weakness i would call it a moment of strength if you oh, thank you wow <laughs> you're a real enabler i'm not an enabler i just think that you should have what you want oh that's sweet uh we'll see we'll see um yeah all right anything else i think we're like i think we've covered everything i think we have too yeah so guys we promise we'll get you this uh goop kitchen episode soon really really soon one of us is fucking up. We won't One of us it. hasn't been to Goop Kitchen yet. Yeah, I think um, just like guess which one you think might be fucking everything up. And it's <laughs> probably that one. Okay, anyway, moving on. But it's going to be really soon. Uh, so yeah, uh, go to Patreon, sign up, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, a five-star rating, tell your friends, and we'll talk to you soon. We love you. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.